and uh, welcome to Movie Buffs, the show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm one of your hosts, Cisco, a.k.a. Misfit Minded. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Rampage underscore Misfit. Uh, my movie pages are at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, of course, Saturday Matinee, the show I do, that's going to be Sat Matinee Pod um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. Boom. And I'm your other host, Shani B. And you can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies. Have you seen any any new movies, though, recently? Oh, we got to fit any in. I haven't. I am so bummed. There's so much I'm trying to see uh, because, you know, of course, like we're getting close down to the wire here with like, uh, you know, these Oscar movies and everything. So I got to get my shit together and see some. Maybe I might get to go. I might try to see something later tonight. Uh, what about you? Do you see anything that I have to see? You got any good recs? I wouldn't say you have to see it. It would be like, a, <laughs> I would just say if because it expires like in a week off of HBO Max, if you haven't seen mm. um, the Will Smith, the new Will Smith, King Richard, about yes. Venus and Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was okay. I just was like okay. kind of at the beginning, you know, I, I was, I've, I mentioned because I watched it with my grandma and I was like, yeah, they, mm-hmm. she, I think she made a comment. Like, it's weird that they made it about the dad. And I was like, yeah, I guess I understand it because they had to finance the movie and without Will Smith, <laughs> it probably would never would have gotten made. And, right. and I was like, but they'll probably focus on Venus and Serena, like more as the movie goes on. And like, it really didn't, <laughs> it was kind of a bummer. <laughs> For real? That's good to know, though. It's, that's really good to it's know. Mostly about it's mostly about the parents, and like I don't know if that's a spoiler or whatever, but it just yeah, it was. I wanted more of the Venus and Serena story, and so and like it was getting criticism for that. And I I really didn't want to like I couldn't say anything because I not, I didn't see the movie, but people were like criticizing the movie for that, and like not having seen it, I'm like yeah, I I kind of understand like why people where were they're upset, coming from because it's like. They're not. They're not the marquee name. Like, and I, I pretty much said it was like, is it was if they made a Tiger Woods movie and they made it about Tiger's dad. Like that would be the <laughs> comparison. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like yeah. I the mean, juicy stuff. I could see them doing the juicy that. stuff is with Tiger. Like you want to you, the juice. Yeah. And I don't know if they have like necessarily, you know, Tiger story is crazy. That guy has a lot of flaws. Uh, but I don't know if like Venus mm-hmm. and Serena have, you know, compelling stuff that happened to them like i'm sure they do though and so i was just like it was kind of like weird that they i mean because the dad had some flaws too but they kind of again they just brush over stuff and there's some some good there's some good scenes in it though there's and like the cast is like really like really awesome like it's a lot of i was like i I remember i I think i leaned to her at one point i was like this is like (laughs) every one of these act character actors they got in the supporting parts are like people from uh the best tv shows of like the last like two decades maybe <laughs> like yes they have, like, rich, rich rich summer from Mad Men pops up in like a scene or Hell two yeah. and then um john bernthal shows up as like the coach yep. and i was like man i needed way more of john bernthal <laughs> um and yeah so yeah, i mean cool the cast was happens, good though. the cast was good yeah, but it just, I like that. I wanted more from the story. That's that's all. And so yeah, if you're if you're on HBO and you're curious, or you, you know, you want to see a good like it's 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 like a heartwarming story, I guess. But I just okay. it could have been way more, way more. And like, I don't agree with people being like, you know, Will Smith Oscar talk or like this movie is for mm. Oscar because I'm like, 
nah, this, this, it feels like an Oscar movie and that like, this was like completely fine and like doesn't deserve to win Oscars. And that's the type of movie that usually wins Oscars. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> that's very accurate. <laughs> so it definitely felt like it, it definitely felt like an Oscar movie, but so I hope they don't though. Like Will Smith has a weird, like Louisiana accent too, which like he's doing oh. a good job. But again, I just, it was just like, ah, it was fine. It was fine. That was like the think... only thing I've been really watching lately that I got okay. to watch, unfortunately. And the, oh, and the new yeah. West Side Story, which like again, yes. I'm, I feel like I'm in the my, I'm in the minority again because like I didn't think it was like all that either. But like the critics are like love it, love in love with it. Yeah, wow. I mean, I wanted to get your opinion on it because we both like In the Heights so much, and so I was curious. Oh, like, in, the in the Heights, the trailers, is way at least. Okay, I was gonna say in the trailers, <laughs> the at least it better. looked like it was gonna have that same like really invigorating kind of like musical theater because. I don't think I've mentioned it before, but I have a musical theater background. So, like, I'm a loser who likes musicals. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay, it looks like, like maybe they're going to vibe on it. And In the Heights, I think, nailed it. You know, it felt like I was really in watching, like, a show. And so I was hoping West Side Story could capture it. When we reviewed it on uh, Saturday Matinee last mm-hmm. weekend, I was just like, you know, like, it's, it's Spielberg. So, obviously, everything looks great. And like all the right. pieces are there, but it just mm-hmm. was like it didn't do anything for me. Like because I I've seen the original West Side Story for the first yeah. time this year, and okay. I like it. But like you know, I don't have that like you know this is like that's one of the best musicals of all time. I grew up with it kind of connection. Like that's one of Edwin's totally. favorite movies. So I feel like him mm. going into it, he loved he loved the new the new adaptation and was like you know, commenting on all the differences and stuff. And I'm just like, I just don't have that connection to the story. Like, I think the story's kind of boring, totally. honestly. And, like, the two leads yeah, I mean, in the original and, and in the new one are, are, like, just no... There's no type of chemistry or fire there for me. <laughs> like, there's no, no... It's very plain relationship. And the supporting characters are better, I feel like, in both versions of it. Um, but, yeah, the totally. I mean, the music... Music is, like, still amazing like Stonheim RIP uh oh, and like the dance the numbers and the way it's staged and the choreography every all that is good it just was like it's just the story and the actors honestly that's all it was for me it was just like I just didn't get mm-hmm. like in the heights was like and I was I was saying like I know like obviously West Side Story is a tragedy so it's not supposed to be fun right. but I just was like even like like <laughs> uh, Tick Tick Boom has like some tragic moments and I had more fun in that then oh, uh shit i gotta watch what's that. that story yeah i would i would say i like that one better like and like yeah okay. it was just the whole adaptation thing too of like did we really need a remake of west side story like he'd really just told the same story just like you totally. know he updated a few things to be more progressive which like you know congratulations on that but there wasn't like a burning there's nothing came through as like, oh, this is the story for right now that needed to be told. Like it was just like Spielberg yeah. just loved West Side Story and was like, let me do it. I feel like is what it was. <laughs> to- totally. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what it looks like. It looks like a classic Spielberg movie where he's making a big studio movie and classic Hollywood used to be movie musicals. So it makes perfect sense that he, you know, is and interested in doing it. that as he gets older. 
for sure for sure i mean i knew yeah i knew that like the canon lovers would because i feel like it's the same thing where like my boyfriend didn't understand ghostbusters because he doesn't know it very well and i feel like the same thing is true for like i'm going to west side story because i know it so well and i'm with edwin i'm gonna be looking for the differences and that's like not the best reason to go to a movie you know <laughs> just not. not but like i i definitely was like yeah this is i feel like this is more for the people that already love it and like totally i don't know even then there was some choices i don't want to spoil like Ooh, uh, I mean, I'll take spoilers. Some... I'm not against it. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was, I won't. <laughs> I won't say it. Even in case people okay. are listening too. But th- there was just some choices made too that I I felt like they're again they're being applauded for. It's a prog- mm. it's a very progressive movie, but I'm, at the same time, I'm like it's just um, in some of those choices that they made, I was just like I didn't connect to a lot of the characters. like really any mm-hmm. of the characters so you know what I mean so at, at a certain point I'm just watching it for the music and the colors and it's like that can only yep. hold me for so long in a two and a half hour movie because it's just as long as Dude. the original two and at two and a half hours <laughs> seriously I mean I love the original yeah. and I fucking take a break when I'm watching the OG so I don't I'm not sure how to hang in and yeah I guess like I'm with you I, I I'm really only going for the nostalgia because I'm not really sure why the story why the actual story would need to be retold right now you know like I can't quite there isn't something happening that makes it so poignant right now or something and it's just awkward because I feel like everybody loves it and then everybody else is like but Ansel Elgort is such a problem and I'm just like what do people want <laughs> What are people doing and what do they want? Yeah, they couldn't reshoot. They already shot the movie before the allegations and stuff. So it's like they're not going to reshoot. He's in. He's the main lead. Like they can't yeah. just they can't take Nataro him. So you awkward. Know what I mean? <laughs> totally. You know, it's, like very it, awkward. It, so, um, yeah, it, I guess the, what makes me kind of mad, too, is that In the Heights is not receiving all this love and acclaim like that West Side Story is getting and that. That's that's another right. piece of it that makes me a little upset that you yeah, know this, a story that's actually told by you know, Latino creators starring them mm-hmm. as well. Like there's some in mm-hmm. West Side Story too, which is like one thing they obviously did better than the original <laughs> uh, was casting yeah. actual yeah. Latino actors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was but... gonna say don't forget you know the smart moves that they've been making from the jump on this show because it used to also be like pretty racist in the music. So I guess like, that's what I was hoping for was like, is there a delicate way to, to be a little bit more open? That's, yeah. That's where I thinking, that's, but who knows? That's what I was saying too, is like, it's at the end of the day though, it's still made by and written by white guys. And it, it just, right. to me, white and so I feel like a lot of Latino uh, critics that I've been reading have been cold on it for that very reason. And so I wonder Fair. if that's a thing too, where it's just, I, it just feels inauthentic in a way, you know, and yes. like I'm not Puerto Rican, I'm Mexican. So I, it's not my story, but I've have some mixed Puerto Ricans in my family. I've um, obviously uh, met and have been friends with a lot of Puerto Ricans in my life. Like, and mm-hmm. they don't talk like that. And they don't, no. <laughs> there's, there's still, no, there's still don't. the heavy Maria accents like they have in there. Like that's, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, is it better because like Natalie Wood is in it? In it? Yes. But like, you're, it also sounds like Natalie Woods saying the lines in the new, you know what I mean? Maria sounds yeah. the same, just yeah. with the, like, 
darker and like Latina actress. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. It makes it's- me think of like when your school is like, when you go to like a really nice school and the theater program is like doing West Side Story. And you're like, this isn't real, but it looks really good because it's a very good production. It's sort of like, mm-hmm. I-, I can't connect to this from a, from the place where when I was like a little girl, I was just like, oh my gosh, when I watched the original, you know, like looking at this, it's like too manicured. It's too pretty. It's too thought through in a way where like it, the most it can do is be a show rather than effective. And that's like an annoying thing about, you know, the quote unquote visibility of entertainment when like white people write stories they don't know. And then are like, that is visibility. (laughs) That's why, uh, that's why this is like my favorite uh, so Greece good. was always my favorite. I'm like, that's Classic. just about like some, some greaser. That's some white greasers, basically. <laughs> yep, yep. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's it like definitely least, feels that way. Yeah. Right. At least the story is a little bit more authentic because people were getting to tell their story, and that's yeah. That's why I wanted to. I was hoping you'd seen it because I wanted to talk about it because it was rubbing me the wrong way for a while. Um, even it seems like Rita Moreno had to do put that accent on a little bit more too, and it's like, oh shit, she really shouldn't have to she do has that. An accent. <laughs> she her accent didn't bother me as much as like the Maria, though. Like in some yeah. other people in this in the movie, like hers is like a lot. Like she she's one of the better actors and and uh, performances. I, again, I still don't agree with all the Oscar talk and everything, but I'm sure because it's yeah. Hollywood. And they love musicals and everything. It's going to get nominated for like ten Oscars, and all the actors, yeah. all the actors are going to get nominated. And you know what Man. do I know? But yeah, for me, for me, nothing really moved me. Like even um, like a lot of the actors in In the Heights, which are and they're not going to be nominated. And it's like this all, I, 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 so yeah, it's not the best music. It's not even the top two musicals for me this year. So it's kind of crazy that it's getting all this love. It's kind of crazy that there are that many musicals this year. I mean, that's that in and of itself is. Oh, a we, we haven't even talked about uh, <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen too came out. So that's like, yeah, it's the year wah, of musicals wah. this year. They're calling it. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> seriously, it 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 is interesting to have so many, and for there to be like for them to reflect kind of like the silliness of musicals. Because it's sort of like yeah. one of the reasons why musicals aren't successful is because they look like Dear Evan Hansen and West Side Story. And one of the reasons why sometimes they are is because when they look like in the Heights. And so it's just really annoying exactly. <laughs> that it's like going the wrong way. And, and I would that, even... Then, go ahead. I was just... I'd even uh, put Encanto, the the Disney... That's a musical yes. as well. That yep. has a yep. lot of singing in it. See with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So it's... Yeah, it's been a crazy year for musicals. I, I feel like I've never seen this many new <laughs> release musicals in a given year before no. this. I, I, no, I'm pretty sure I can confidently say that. <laughs> I feel like it was probably like once every five years at Christmas, there was a musical and that's it. Like there's never been the a last year one, where it's like every couple months, there's a new one. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the last one was probably, um, well before in the, I'm sorry, like years previously, it was, um, greatest showman was the last musical I probably oh, saw in a theater. I actually like that. <laughs> I like that one. Me too. I was into it. Me too. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, Jackman, you know, it's Jackman. like that that movie sort of has the same cinematic appeal that I knew Steven Spielberg was would be able to bring here. It's just kind of like I wish he had brought it to, I don't know, something else, you know? Yeah, it's like James Cameron making Avatar 2 through 6 right now. It's like, bro, just, just give me something else. Like, I, I'm done with Avatar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
We were we were done with Avatar like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm out on it pretty hard, but you know what? It's it's an artistic vision. So maybe in like a hundred years, people will be like, "I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful for that." So we'll see. Same time, yeah, like Avatar One that. was an achievement too. And, uh, That's true. It also it also uh, hasn't aged well though. <laughs> yeah, I was so I'm like, is it really going to be worth back. it? I gotta go back. I, don't know. I gotta go back and see it. Yeah, who knows? Who knows with these like Oscar contender movies? I feel like I agree with what you were saying before too. It's like the movies that should win Oscars never do, and the movies that shouldn't often do. So it's just this yeah. is just what it looks like to have a conversation about movies in December. Um, <laughs> I'm so behind on the Oscar movies, way. but I would say so, so far, like trying to catch up on like the ones that all the critics are like raving about, I've been like pretty underwhelmed so far. Like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm like, I want to see Licorice Pizza, but even Edwin was like, he doesn't see why that's being called like the best of the year either. So it's, I don't know. It's been a weird year. It's it's yeah. people are saying like all these and like even like Pig, like everyone's saying like Pig is like movie of the year and Nicholas Cage performance of the year. And I'm like, bro, nope. what? What are you? Yeah, guys I don't talking know what's going on. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, true. It's pretty insane. It's pretty insane. All right, from home next week, though. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah! I'm so excited, and then of course Matrix. Or this week, God, I'm so excited. Yeah, and then Matrix next week. Yeah, so so speaking of, do you wanna you wanna get into our Spider Man talk here? Yes. Oh, I love this movie so much. Let's do this today. We're talking about 2004's Spider Man Two from the first go round: Tobes Maguire and Sir Sam Raimi. Yep. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, or if you haven't in a while, um, this this film is about a burnt out and overwhelmed Peter Parker. He's done with being Spider-Man, and he wants mm-hmm. to take a break from being a hero. And then uh, Doc Ock, a scientist turned villain, begins to wreak havoc on the city. And uh, Spider-Man has to choose. Uh, you know, does he choose being with Mary Jane, and or being Spider-Man? You know, he has he has to choose one or the other. So it's a, that's right. Yeah, it's. It's a good movie. Uh, are you a fan of it, Shani B? I know, yeah, you kind of already viewed your cars too. So, <laughs> but yeah, what do you like about it? <laughs> couldn't even hold it together to totally play neutral at all. I am a huge fan of this movie. You know, I, I still find it to be like really um, enveloping when I watch it. It like gets me excited. The colors and the music and oh, yeah. the filmmaking. It's just sort of there's something so um, animated about it that like makes it the perfect entry point of uh, Marvel movies, you know, like of a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sam Raimi really nails it in these first three kind of like taking what came from you yeah. know, the hilarious Batman movies of the nineties and like bridging <laughs> what will ultimately happen like with the Marvel universe. Cause I feel like returning was really it was so helpful in like the whole overall picture too as we get ready Mm -hmm. for no way home uh what about you what do you what's your relationship to this flick i mean yeah this was my childhood so i still remember i probably told this like a million million times on podcasts before but um (laughs) i remember my my uh uncle bringing home a bootleg copy of spider-man one with toby mcguire uh, popping it in, popping it in my grandma's house. It had like Japanese subtitles or something on it. <laughs> it was like really bad copy. 
but like even better so it was so amazing to see like spider-man on the big screen that like i just love toby like sam raimi's take on it and toby's take on Mm -hmm. it and like even though like i love tom holland too don't get me wrong um and even uh, garfield had some some good moments in his his like two movies that he did but like toby's always going to be my spider-man there's just not (laughs) no no one's about him yeah it's it's always gonna be he's always gonna be honest. He, he just has that vulnerability and especially like watching it yes. this time around like as we transition into what we liked about the performances and the and the filmmaking here in a bit like but just the preview like I just was noticing in every scene it's it looked like he just got done crying or something I'm like damn like yeah. he is really pulling off this like emotional and it's very dramatic for a superhero movie like you I was like oh my god there's so much a, crying. For, for a superhero movie, it's like there's not that much action compared to like the movies that come out today. You know what I mean? It's a lot of like there's a scene where he sits down and, and eats cake. Yeah, <laughs> he, eats, he has a yeah. piece of chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, with that, that like, would nice never gal. happen now. <laughs> yeah, nice gal it's from true. next door. She offers him some cake, and it's like there's just all those like moments like that where you know at the it's like the Daily Bugle, him doing his job, like. And this yeah. is why I'll say, like, why I, I, like, and I think a lot of people kind of connect with Spider-Man. Or, like, someone said on Twitter recently mm-hmm. that uh, his real superpower is, like, adversity and, like, persevering. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, Seriously. as I get older, you know what I mean? I might not have, like, uh, <laughs> like related to some of, like, you know, trying to get rent money and, like, you know, like... Totally. trying to balance out your personal relationships with your work and stuff and like your other responsibility yep. all that stuff you know it's, yep. a, it's as a kid you don't really can you're more into the superhero aspects but then as you get older it's like man that shit this movie really hit me like in uh, right now you know here and now yeah. like, damn this is this is such a <laughs> this is such a movie for like that i needed right now it just it went down uh really warmly for me so yeah totally. I, I really love this movie yeah it's true. It's true. There's just something about Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man where even though he's clearly older than Tom Holland is playing Spider-Man, he finds oh, yeah. that boyish um, <laughs> naivete, right? Like his face actually looks more vulnerable to me than Tom Holland's does because there's yeah. just something too cool about Tom Holland. Like even though he's being like, oh, Mr. Dark. Like, oh, and Garfield. He's a cool sure. guy. That was the problem like, with Garfield. Cool. Yeah, Garfield is way Garfield too cool. He's way, way too, too cool. cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Tobes is just like also my favorite Spider-Man for that reason. And these Spider-Man movies, because they're not trying to sort of like carry the emotional weight as their main focus, like the Garfield ones, I find them to be incredibly touching. You know, the Uncle Ben stuff and like talking to Aunt May yeah. about what happened to Uncle Ben in this movie. They just skipped in the new ones. If, if yeah. you know. If, if you think about it, they like straight up skipped. They were like, we're not going to confront yeah. it. And maybe that's because this <laughs> shit is still good and holds up, you know? Exactly. No, yeah, I I had forgotten that Uncle Ben and even uh, Willem Dafoe are in this one, too. Because, Dude. you know, spoiler yes. alert, they both die in Spider-Man 1. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yes. yeah, like, so, yeah, the Uncle Ben one, I think like shot that too like for this movie like it wasn't like uh sometimes they put like a deleted scene or something and like because like that actor clearly looks older in this version <laughs> yeah. than he does in spider-man one but That's i still true. appreciate that he he has this kind of 
because Uncle Ben is his conscience, you know, in a in a way, yes. and so like he he has that like heart to heart about what to do with his life because he doesn't have that father figure, and like that's another thing why yep. I feel like a lot of people relate to him too is that he lost both of his parents, which is like it's true for a lot of superheroes, but again, it's like him trying too. to be a good. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he he doesn't have someone like a father figure in his life to to do it. So he's just, he's just trying to he's a dude trying to figure out life. Like that at the end of the day, when you watch yeah. Spider Man Two, that's what the movie's about. Is he's trying to like juggle all this stuff. Like and you know, well, this is one of my we did into questions and potholes. Okay, like yeah, when uh, he shows it. up late, when he shows up late to the Mary Jane, uh, you know, Broadway play. Uh, mm-hmm. Because he almost got hit by a car, or, like that's th- that's the fact right there. And he has to flip mm-hmm. to not get hit by this car. And yep. uh, Bruce Campbell, love the cameos he has in all these so movies. Good. Like it's it's such a great scene. Uh, but uh, then afterwards, she's like gets all pissy at him, and he like doesn't tell her. Like I'm like, bro, just tell her uh, your car, uh, uh, the car wrecked your bike. Like just tell her that. Show her you your don't have bike, to tell her bro. you're Spider Man. Just be like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, I couldn't make it. I got in a car accident. Like usually, that's like, oh my god, are you okay? Like it would have been nothing. So I just felt like that was like some, there was a, some bad communication between them the whole movie. But that was one I was like, you could have easily fixed that, bro, if you just told her the truth of that case. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's sort of yeah. like he was in this situation where he didn't really know how much truth to share. I think a lot of the time too, because he was trying so hard not to mm-hmm. let down so many people. And he is really like getting shit on for like a lot of this movie. You know, everyone is being like, it was you don't care about like, oh my promises. God. <laughs> yeah, like his fucking boss being like, Peter Parker doesn't care about promises and he's, you know, things don't matter to him. I was just like, holy shit, bro, you're such a douchebag. You have no idea how mean you're being right now. After the movie, he gets shit on by everyone in his life. Like, you can count, mm-hmm. go down the list. Harry. Um, oh, Aunt May, he, he, he tells her the truth and she's mad at him. Like, you know yep. what I mean? Like, yep. it, it's she's like every single one. Mary Jane, J. Jonah Jameson, his the pizza job. Like, it's like, damn, man, this guy can't catch a break. <laughs> nope. <laughs> his nope. teacher, his professor, his professor yeah, is like, about to flunk him. It does such a good job of kind of trying to do that thing that the Marvel Universe will also want to start doing, which is like inserting a little bit of the grounded reality of these heroes but it's doing it Mm -hmm. in a way that i i feel like still fits into the tone of this movie which is like there's a little bit of humor to it where you know he's like tripping and falling when he starts to kind of lose his powers a little bit and like there's silly music and he's in many ways i feel like when he's like splashing tobes and like having people hit him in the face it reminds me a lot of evil dead and him just like having a little bit of fun kind of like I mean, camping there's, it up. there's a chainsaw in this movie there's a chainsaw yeah, in this movie is. and like my mind always is you, you see sam raimi and a chainsaw and like the way he shoots that the boomstick basically mm. <laughs> or the, the <laughs> yeah. chainsaw it's like it's the same way he shoots the boomstick is what i'm trying to say like it's just like yes very dramatic and yeah that we'll talk about that scene because that, that's going to come up we, for sure later uh <laughs> yeah we will yeah we will Um, But yeah, I feel like for me, the things that make me laugh in terms of like my questions and blood holes are like, I'm not really sure why Doc Ock actually has to be connected to those arms. Like, I just don't understand why his nervous system has to be connected to them in order to use them. Like, why are they not just like remote control arms? Because it looks dope, Shani B. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, it does look dope, actually. It's pretty fucking sick. But I, I was thinking, like, wait, 
I'm not really sure why Doc Ock needs his like brainstem to be connected, but I do like. That is a good point. Know, I think it looks pretty pimp though. Still, like I honestly can't lie. Yes. It worked for. It still works for me. I'm cool with it. Jay Jonah being like too like guys called Octavius and has eight arms. What are the odds? Like <laughs> that <laughs> yes, line was yeah. funny. Um, yep, yep. Uh, I think it's just the the brainstem thing or whatever is just to. I'm not sure if that's in the comics. I'm sure it is. Um, mm. You know, because these are all based on previous characters. But it also, I think adds. He's like a good guy. Where right? I was just gonna say that he's not your typical villain that's like a psychopath joker type like he's actually right. like a smart physicist who you know the brainstem thing is what makes him turn evil and he's like the arms kind of have their own personalities and they they talk to him and they yeah, even they like do. screech and stuff you know they have like little dinosaur so sound effects <laughs> points. It's pretty and, which doesn't make sense when you think about it like where is the sound coming from but it just as an emotional thing it you know it's a it's a it nice works. touch yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like there's good there's good characters going on here because I think the performances in this uh, grouping, you know, in these Spider-Man movies are so great. Um, I feel like Franco is really hilarious. Like he's kind of like the cheesiest part of these when I return, you know, like yeah. being total sad boy, legit tears in his eyes. Every fucking scene he's on screen <laughs> and being like, I'm ruined. You know, just be such a bitch. Yeah. And I feel bad saying that because I, like, want to be an understanding person for the emotional world of, of dudes. But, like, he's being such a baby in a way that's like, yikes, yeah. why did he choose that? You know, no wonder we haven't had a, mm -hmm. a Harry Sanborn as featured because he was such a butthead in these ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is true. He that That is, like, one performance where it's just like, man, it is the same note and it's designed to be the same note but it's like yeah it's, it's tough like especially mm -hmm. when he's he like confronts him at the party and that's right <laughs> after mj basically broke things off officially too in the same it was in the span of like uh, a minute like <laughs> this guy just true. had the love of his life and his best friend uh you know take stuff out of him and i just was like god like they like you said they really take it to him and even you put down, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I've ever noticed this. Well, certainly when I was a kid, I didn't know what even, like, performance anxiety was. But, like, he goes to the doctor, and he's losing yeah. his powers. And he, he asks the doctor, he's like, yeah, like, what do I do? Like, you know, he's trying to explain it. Like, and <laughs> I dream I'm Spider-Man, and I'm losing, I'm, I'm losing so my powers and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's definitely performance anxiety. Like, I, 100%. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, was, are... I picked up on that, too, this time totally you know they're like telling him that he's this inadequate thing and it's like he just needs to remember what he's actually doing you know it's like he's losing sight yeah. of himself in this movie and i like this one because it like feels more also like just a coming of age story you know it like feels like someone truly coming into their but own i would say even more like, true the coming of age part but like again because i'm where i'm older now like <laughs> the, the first one is is high school coming of age. This is like totally. you're in your twenties coming of age. So that would yes. hit me way harder, I think, on that level. <laughs> That's true. Like, That's true. It's like Life kind of kicks nice. you in the ass sometimes when you least expect it. <laughs> true, true. And I think it's nice that Sam Raimi made sure to track both of those coming of age places. And I, if only he had stuck with it on the third, uh, <laughs> not so great. 
on the third, but that's just me shading. Saturday matinee. Yeah. Saturday matinee. I think, I don't know why Edwin wanted to do Spider-Man 3. Like, maybe he hadn't seen it in a long time, (laughs) or he may have never seen it, but I was just like, Edwin, like, we just did 1941. We just did 1941 for the Spielberg uh, episode, which neither of us Mm -hmm. had seen. And I'm like, after that, shit. Like of a movie, I don't even know what to call it. That like pile of garbage of a movie. I'm like, I can't do two weeks in a row of doing a bad movie on our (laughs) matinee. I'm sorry. (laughs) Right, like you got it. You need a break sometimes because a bad movie is hard to wash off. Just like a really good movie is hard to wash off. Forty one is like uh, I do not recommend. I was like, unless you're a hardcore Spielberg, like yeah, that one is clearly his worst movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like very so random. bad. So yeah, we're gonna do Far From Home. I think this uh, Saturday instead uh, the the yeah, second one of the, the Tom Holland one. So I was like, yeah, that one's way better. <laughs> that's a good revisit. Yeah, that's a good revisit because yeah. I think that's the first crossover we'll see of J.K. Simmons, right? Because like J.K. is yeah. so good in these. I just feel like he. Ten minutes there was on no J.K. Way. Simmons in this. <laughs> seriously there was no way yeah. that like they weren't good they were going to be able to find anybody that could do it as good so i i remember like seeing him pop up and being like f yes <laughs> he, he looks the part ones. i mean in the i because i watched i have the extended version which is like i think like 10 minutes longer or something like that it's not that uh-huh. dramatic or but uh oh, that's cool in the extended uh i don't know if it's it in your version too but like uh, it shows uh J Triple J J Jonah Jameson trying on the Spidey outfit <laughs> and like climbing on his desk <laughs> in the Spidey Amazing. outfit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, which is it's super unnecessary. You can and you can tell why. Like most of the scenes that they put in, I can tell they're deleted scenes that they added in. But like that's one scene where I was like, that's just for the fans because that's it's totally. hilarious. He's got the cigar right. in his mouth and he's like doing the Spider Man like hand thing like. <laughs> that's so fun uh you know but, how that's also something that's been increasing is that like the the fun that i think sam raimi was able to make sure like kind of kicked off here gets to continue because yeah. i feel like spider-man is one of the most grounded characters because he he can find the humor and straight up real life stuff like we're talking about well, yeah, I, that was a perfect transition. I was going to say, I, I want to spend some time talking about Raimi and what he brings to these movies, too, because, like, Hell yeah. re-watching it this time, like, my guy is doing, like, he is such a visual filmmaker. And it's, like, it's so nice to, oh, to see the best. now because it's, like, I feel like a lot of movies now are so visually flat and boring and, like, just not fun. And it's, like, even no. in the midst of, like, this depressing-ass moment in peter parker's life you're getting mm-hmm. like i mean you wrote down all this stuff too like so but like you're getting like the camera like like uh moving everywhere like doing 360s and yeah. pushing in and pushing out and like the editing is like you know you got the comic uh title sequence and he's like oh, he, he's it. one of those filmmakers like i'm gonna do everything in the book like I'm gonna throw everything in the book to make this like as exciting as possible because it's honestly it's not that exciting of a of a Peter Parker like Spider-Man story. It's more dramatic. So by totally. doing that, it like makes it 
it makes it you have to have something like that you know what i mean to keep us engaged and i was like fully fully engaged in the filmmaking parts i mean a lot there's a like a lot of like close-ups of like people screaming like whenever there's an action yes. thing about to start i'm just like that was mm-hmm. you don't even get that in movies nowadays anymore like it's just like the action starts and you don't even get like you maybe get no, like scenes of people running away but, like like well specifically like a shot of a woman screaming at the top of her lungs like horrified and it's like it just it makes everything seem so much more heightened like i don't know it, i no yeah I, I, it's I like really being like on a it, ride yeah. it feels like yeah. being on a ride you know he perfectly knows how to make sure to keep kind of throwing those screams in and he this movie feels closest to a horror movie to me you know he really likes it making does. doc ock yeah come off like like you know more like a ghost than just a sort of like robotic villain or something you know he like disappears when he comes to get that chemical from harry you know they shake the Mm -hmm. camera as they zoom closer in on kirsten dunst and then she wails Mm -hmm. you know in fear there's just so many exciting things that i feel like only sam raimi is like out here being like let's do that (laughs) you know yeah it's like it's very it's very dramatic but it works um like over dramatic you could say but like in a comic book mm-hmm. movie it's like par for the course Perfect. Like, that's exactly. what <laughs> that's what comic if you read comics like that's what they are they're little panels with like yeah. action in them you know what i mean they're not like really drawn out scenes or whatever like they're very so i feel like he, well, he kind of updated that kind exciting. of language yeah, yeah. To, to the to a movie format, so I, I think yeah, he was the perfect guy to to make these movies. And th- the third one, I don't even blame him because there was a lot of studio stuff that happened with three, where yeah. you know they didn't let him make what he wanted to make, and you know how that goes. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, and that's why so many movies, filmmakers are quitting now. And you know what I mean? They're they're so many yeah. in the MCU and everything. Like they don't get to make what they want to make, and they're just quitting because they. I mean. This is like yeah, one where it's like, not, damn, it sucks. It sucks that he didn't get like the, you know, the, the creative happen, integrity. But. Exactly, you know, it's like the filmmakers. If you let them do what they do, they they have a certain integrity, and it's like giving them that space is something audiences get used to, and audiences also prefer. You know, it's like it it has always been funny to me in more modern times when these independent filmmakers go to Marvel, and then you can't recognize any of their skill because they weren't allowed to bring mm-hmm. it. And like Sam Raimi totally brought it because I think they were like, yeah, you're actually the expert. So please use your expertise here. And I feel kind of like they might've gotten there a little bit with the Eternals. Cause I've seen like all of Chloe Zhao's work now. And I'm kind of like, wow, yeah. I actually see her in the Eternals. Whereas like, I, I can see a little bit of, you know, like Edgar Wright and Ant-Man, but not really, not quite in the same way where like he'd be able to do what he really wanted you know well yeah and even that one got taken over by peyton reed that wasn't even an edgar wright movie at the end that's right at the end of the day yeah that's right i always fucking so, forget that sorry peyton reed no it's all right <laughs> i'm so sorry no, but i was even gonna say when it gets to garfield i mean it, it happened even before really well i guess the mc was a thing but like mark webb did uh amazing spider-man movies and he did like 500 days of summer and it's like yeah let's make this guy do spider-man again <laughs> just remake spider-man <laughs> i feel like um, that is what the first um 
the Amazing Spider-Man kind of did feel the way that 500 Days of Summer felt, you know, like that Spider-Man is a really yeah. interesting take on, you know, the the more emo version of teen right. angst, you know? <laughs> the skate punk, <laughs> skate punk Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah the yeah. like uh, totally dark brooding Spider-Man who's, who has like a really cute manic pixie dream girl that's like, come on, Peter, like, let's just have fun and stuff. <laughs> it was pretty sweet in real time. In real I time, I remember that, being like, "This that. is the best." That is true. But I think in retrospect, I I always come back to these first three because I also really love Kirsten Dunst. Like she just has a special space yeah. in my heart as just one of my favorite like people and actors. So I love her, Mary Jane, because there's just something really like very casual about it like she just is mary jane that's it like no character it's just me mary jane yeah she doesn't have to do anything over the top you know what i mean like because like i was even telling like my friend today like you know growing up like huge crush on kristen dunt in specifically the first spider-man you know what i mean (laughs) it was like Mm -hmm. because i because you grew up with the com i grew up with the comics and i'm like oh my god they found MJ like perfectly yep. fast MJ. She has Everything, that like cute, cute girl next door look to her and vibe. Mm-hmm. And when she says, uh, go get him tiger at the end of the movie, like fully like two like fist pumps in the air for me, like still <laughs> I works. Really, <laughs> I really thought you were going to be like fully erect. <laughs> that as well. Because- that as well. No, I'll just play <laughs> But, like, there's something to that, too, is that, like, Tobey Maguire is a different Peter Parker. And that's also what's so great about Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane is that, like, together, their relationship is is grounded kind of in a way that I think Zendaya is able to accomplish in the new ones. Like, she grabs Tom Holland and is like, come to the ground and be a real person with me. And I think Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst are just, like, talented enough to do that. Zendaya is a little too smarmy for me. Like it's it's kind of like she's pretty fast. It's like cool. the man, the manic pixie dream girl. It's like the the opposite end of that. You know what I mean? It's like extreme opposite of that. <laughs> in, yeah, in the, yeah. She's sort the of new like take Daria. on MJ. And so Meets I'm like MJ. again, Kirsten Dunst is like yeah, my yep. will always be like my MJ. Uh, she just nails it. Um, it's, yeah, she has really good scenes like in here where you know. It's a, it's a, it's a, the life thing, like, the, of this, like, man, the situation just sucks, like, because they're always on opposite ends, like, her and yeah. Peter, like, we're just, like, she wants to initiate the relationship again, but, like, he changed his mind now, and, like, he wants to be <laughs> Spider-Man again, you're like, fuck. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I know some people find the ending, like, corny with the runaway bride thing, but I, I don't know, I like it. I, I always like I mean, that she... She decides that, like she says, that like let me decide and like do like you didn't need it necessarily, but I think it just makes it's like a a, a perfectly good like superhero ending to just top top everything off, you know. Totally, totally, and yeah. I think it is more in line with the the romantic um, like trajectory that these two people are on, you know, like they're yeah they're sort of doing that classic thing where like when you had that thing in high school where you didn't really you weren't able to act on it and you also didn't really grow up yet you sort of have to keep pushing yeah. and hunting because what else can you do you're still growing up yeah and i think when you're exactly. like 
when you meet some random stranger because you've moved to New York and you're like on these billboards and you're like on stage, it's so easy to like all of a sudden be marrying either J.K. Yeah. Simmons' son because you didn't have to grow up with him. And she has to grow up with me you, like a, together they grow up. Yeah. Go ahead. You just reminded me of a question I had too that we skipped over. But so she says at the end of the movie, well, she, well, she, tr- she tries uh, doing the upside down kiss, iconic, fucking iconic, <laughs> upside down Dude, kiss. Dude, so rude. From the first also, one. Uh, so to the new boyfriend. This is very rude. Uh, Gross. <laughs> I especially hate it. I'm he, with it. But then uh, at the end, she says, like, you know, part of me always knew it was you. And I was like, uh, really? Uh, did you? Or I don't know. Like, that just seemed like a good line to say to me. Like, did you ever really felt like she knew, knew, like, that it was, he was well, right man, before, or, or even Aunt right May. Before. Aunt May, they have a kind of where there's kind of implied stuff but going on now. there. So, yeah. What do you think about, you think either of those ladies knew or was just, was it woman intuition or was it just, <laughs> yeah, what, what do you think it was? I mean, I think there was something probably about how because they know each other so well because they grew up together in this way that she could feel, she feels him in a sense. You know, they're like attuned to each other. And I think that's why in that scene right before Doc Ock comes and kidnaps her when he's like, hey, girl, I changed my mind. She's like, kiss me. Right. Because, like, I need to tell whether or not I think that that kiss I had came from you. And they never really get there. But I think it's like that thing where there's just something about how, like, again, they have a they have a strange chemistry that isn't like the other ones, which just about love, like. She also talks about how you're my best friend and you like can't come and see my show. And it's like, that's right. This couple is not just like hot and heavy and in love with each other. They're best friends also. And that's yeah. different in the other Spider-Man. Friends first. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, playing devil's advocate, you could also say she's just looking for that Spider-Man kiss and all the men in her life too, though. <laughs> that's very true. I like, mean, maybe, honestly, maybe that is the other hoping, side of this coin. Maybe she was hoping that Peter had the goods. You know, but uh, right. And then, yeah, it, this is the typical superhero sequel thing too, where like everyone knows the identity. I mean, you get a whole train full of people. Uh, yeah. Implied that Aunt May knows by the end of their talk. Um, yep. I think implied the the um, black dude that works at the Daily Bugle knows. There's like certain scenes yes. where he, like the scene where he like looks out the window, and he's like, "I'm like, dude, does he know too?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean, him so and Peter, like, like, exchange some looks about when he's, like, late all the time. You know, it's like people are starting to be on to the fact that, like, Peter's hiding something. And maybe he's just such a do-gooder that they're like, he really could be Spider-Man. All right, we're, we're short on time, though, so I want to get make sure we get through these categories. So, um, yes. as far as the stunts, we, we always do the best action scenes, best stunts in these action films. Which uh, set piece or stunt really stuck with you for this one? For me, it's I have to go with when they're trying to remove Doc Ock's uh, arms, you know, when he's like knocked out, he's got the blindfold on. And like you brought up earlier, they got the chainsaw, the shadow work, like, again, all of Raimi's greatest tools in his belt get to pop out and he's throwing fools around the room. Oh, man, that's my favorite stunt by far. So I had that in best kill, but it could easily it works. Is our next category. We we can combine them right here for time's sake. Yeah, let's but do it. yeah, they're they're like even like the stunt work in that scene is incredible, um, as mm-hmm. well as like the kills because like yeah, there's some gnarly 
it's a horror movie. It turned into a horror movie. Like Sam Raimi yes. just could not help himself, and I love that <laughs> for him. <laughs> um, yeah, and then for so I said for the for stunts, I would just I just put the train sequence because it's just Stellar. so amazing. Like it's it's lasts forever, and there's so many good stunts in that. You know what I mean? Like even like just a small thing of like uh, Spidey gets thrown uh, from the train, and he's like on the street, and he he, yeah. he what is he? He's using like a sewer manhole cover and, and like uh, sliding yep. through cars like a video game. And I'm just like, Raimi just gets it. He just gets it. Like Sp- Spider-Man is the only one who could move like that and and do that in the city. And he like uses the location uh, to keep things moving and interesting. Like there's stuff he's yes. doing in that train sequence that are just like you don't you don't see in superhero movies. Like, nope. it would just be in a it would be at night um, and dark, dark, cloudy locations fighting cgi monsters now you know what i mean it's just like i miss there's cgi stuff in here that like especially on like my new i got a 4k new 4k tv (laughs) and like i'd be noticing stuff now like way easier and so Mm -hmm. anytime there was a stunt person or like cgi (laughs) going on (laughs) it was just very very obvious pretty video game (laughs) it looks a lot like how the matrix like two and three look you know where it's like they got some pretty good video game tech but it's not great yeah it's the same exact the cloth like the the jacket is like super smooth that doc ock's wearing the cgi doc ock just like how neo's uh, sunglasses is like super smooth and the yeah the sun the sunglasses yep. too. yeah you're right <laughs> i feel like they just used both they were like oh we got the leftover art over here let's just like paste it on doc ock and that should really VFX, take care of a lot of our work <laughs> same vfx people yeah <laughs> yeah but, but you're right um, you know like these Raimi ones they're throwing cars around legit you know they're like actually flying people oh, yeah. around oh when he, they're like they're doing about these to stunts kiss. for real Mm-hmm. The kiss and the and the taxi Fuck, like yeah. or the car goes through the window like I remember seeing that from the trailer and like being like it, it still like gets you every time like you know what I mean even though yep. I know it's coming it's still like a really startling moment and I do want to mention real quick just because we're for our time like the Danny Elfman score is like yeah he did Batman he did Batman iconic and just moved on to Spider Man equally iconic just booming. Yeah, uh, score that's just like it's heroic, it's uplifting, uh, but also it, has yeah. that, like dr- those dramatic turns and those the smaller scenes too that just like really emphasizes it. It, it goes with Raimi's direction. It just emphasizes every scene to to be yes. dramatic and emotional and not like not uh, artificial. It's like everything feels earned. Everything's working together. It's true. It's true. It's yeah. like, I know Danny Elfman like comes up on Tim Burton's like heels because they work together and that's how he's getting to be able to do, you know, movie music. But I feel like his, his true match is Raimi because his music is more uplifting. It is a little bit more exciting and bubbly yeah. and campy. And like, that's not quite Tim Burton. He's a little too dark. And I love the coming together of like this amazing, like trumpeted music that's just got you on the edge of your seat, even though this is just a little silly when superhero Spi- movie. When, yeah. <laughs> the end of the movie when like Spidey's like flying away and you know with the with the score, it's like there's nothing better for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like nothing I am better. flying away too now, right? Like yeah. I'll be leaving this movie <laughs> flying away. And that's what I remember leaving the theater feeling like, oh God, I love that fucking movie and being like, I love yeah. superhero movies. And like what does that even mean? It's two thousand and four, you know? <laughs> exactly. Because well, I have what no idea. What was your favorite kill in the movie? 
<laughs> I mean, my favorite is uh, Doc Ock's wife. I mean, I love that woman. Yeah. <clears throat> She's a Broadway lady, so I recognized her from, like, theater stuff. And so I always love when there's, like, a theater person in movies because I just feel like they're so obvious. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like they're pretty obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, it's just such a cool kill how when the experiment's going wrong and Doc Ock is, you know, going to turn evil, there's, like, this piece of glass flying across the room that's going to, I think, behead her is, like, the implication. But you, like, see her face in the glass right as it, like, sort of goes into the camera. And then uh, the glass in her eye, too. It, like, goes both ways. Yeah, it's it's dope. Yes. It's very baller. So that's my favorite. Yeah. What about you? The doctor scene, which is just like, you could just put multiple deaths on there. It's kind of a cheat, but (laughs) he kills like six doctors, six surgeons. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I love the uh, practical arm when it like lifts people up by the throat, you know, when it has Peter by the throat, when it has uh, one of the doctors by the throat, it's like they had one of those arms that really could get up under somebody's throat. And so it's pretty pimp. Uh, again, love, being able to see the, that, like it had the xenomorph, like tiny, tiny arm in, within the arm that would like pick up stuff. So like, yes. he lights a match with it. He takes a drink with it. He uh, <laughs> he puts his yeah. shades on with with those little tiny. Like they get used a lot, like a lot more than I remember. So shout out to the yeah, the very tiny cool. Hands. <laughs> Just Puppeteers a level for of the detail. win. Yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of detail. Yeah, it never lost on me. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, do you find any cool stuff out in the uh, behind the scenes stuff? Any any cool tidbits? So the craziest one, which I didn't know, but I guess so. Toby got fired from this movie basically. I was a, like, he got fired because he reportedly faked a back injury to get a, a pay raise for Spider Man Two. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh so then they they started the movie with jake gyllenhaal to replace him uh That's awkward. and so they were i think they were preparing i don't know if they shot anything or whatever but um yeah so but then uh, mcguire i guess recanted whatever excuse he had and was like okay please give me my job back like when they probably when they were yeah like, yeah, bro, we're serious. You're you're not going to be back. <laughs> and they're like, you know, we found that <laughs> other guy that looks just like you, right? You know, we got that other guy. <laughs> it all went full circle. He's mysterious. Yes, it was like home, he did. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's a close contender. You know, they him being Spider Man would have been a very interesting thing too. But yeah, I feel like you know whoever Tobes Maguire is in real life, it his Spider Man is pretty pimp. I just can't. That's yeah. so funny that he tried to like, you know, work out more. <laughs> Try to get one over on him. And That's then it also hilarious. Says, too, it's like you know the the joke where like he the performance anxiety part where he jumps and like lands on a car because he can't yes. web. And then he's like, mm-hmm. oh my back. Like they said, like that was that was already in the script. Like it was just a coincidence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that good. It just happened to be that, but again, yep. life just working out perfectly. <laughs> That intrinsic moment. trolling i love yeah. it yeah and that that was another scene where like clearly a stunt guy that was not toby falling on those cars <laughs> no of course not of course not yeah it sounds I like how robert about. pattinson like wouldn't lose weight for batman at first sounds a lot like the Joves mcguire situation even it's, it's it's funny too like his like his merp face like when he stops the train is like a meme now but it's like 
I don't know. That, that scene still is, is still a good scene, guys. Like, you guys be... I think the internet's too hard on Toby now. It's, it's gone too far. <laughs> they are. They are. They turned all like, the way around on him. And it's true. It's, it's like, you can give I him a little like grace, people, guys. Understand that the earnestness was intentional. You know what I mean? Like this is all. Like, yeah. Yes, it's overly earnest, but also it's Peter Parker. <laughs> it was a choice, and, right? It was a full yeah, choice, guys. So. Nice. Uh, and then, yeah. The only other thing I, I didn't because there's there's a lot to this one. Like for a lot of these big budget ones, there's so much history on it. Um, but just that mm. the train sequence was the Sam Raimi's idea, and like when you again when you watch it, there's so much creativity happening. Mm-hmm. It's just very clear that that was a lot of Sam Raimi storyboarding um, because everything yeah. just seems like, you know, even the part where it's like he's on the side of the train and there's another train coming the other way and he has to like, yes. you know, get out, like just stay still yep. in between them and they're fighting on yeah. top of the train. Then it goes inside the train. He has to save people. Like there's so many moving parts in it. It just builds and builds and builds. Aunt May's involved at one point. Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it makes me think lot. of uh, the T2 L.A. River chase. You know, it's like that's Raimi's piece in this movie, uh, Spider-Man 2. You know, I guess in the sequels, when they've got to step it up, what's kind of cool is if you've got a good director, they step it up in a sick way. I do prefer this one to the first one, although I I, I, I love both. Like, but Of course. Yeah, I, this is yeah, probably like the it, better of the two. Totally. It's like we have to have the first one. But I think the first and third are always hard when you're like in a bigger world, and so there's something nice about the, the second first one you have being to set able. Up. The first you have to exactly. set up, and then two you're free yep. to do like they just did. They did a Peter story, like it was just an episode exactly. of TV or something, you know. Yep, I love <laughs> our, it, our and comments. I'm so grateful yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice, nice. I'm so glad yeah, we did so. it. Awesome. <laughs> I know All right. Too. Um, it's been a while. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, yeah, let's get the plugs in and remind the people where to find us. Go for it. Again, catch me at Rampage underscore Misfit on Twitter. Um, my movie page is Misfit underscore Minded, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then uh, Saturday Matinee is a show I do every Saturday here. This week we are doing a uh, double feature of uh, Far From Home, as I said, and No Way Home, which is the new one. So part Ooh. two and three of the, the Holland experience. Um, no spoilers, please. Don't be that guy. Um, yes. I've been telling everybody, like, please be respectful. Um, and then, yeah, you can catch uh, Sat Matinee Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then, yeah, next week here doing The Matrix, the first Matrix, which I'm going to see tonight. So hopefully. Yes. Oh, my God. Have a great time. It was <laughs> so, theaters. It was theaters, so yeah. good in the theater. It was stunning. Oh, so enjoy. Wait. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. Um, the folks you, can find me. Yeah, straight up at Channy V Movies on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, thanks again. I got a skedaddle right yeah. this second. <laughs> yeah. Th- oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thank you, Shani V. And uh, yeah, catch us here next week. 